Coming up, folks, this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce gets a fast one on Mr. Roman Reigns. Meanwhile, on Raw, Alexa Bliss is in an alternate reality from everybody else. And then also, leaning into NXT, they went into the opening rounds of a Dusty Rhodes classic with a very rascal-like debut. Cody Rhodes visits the doctor's office at a- on AEW, and AEW also shows Impact Wrestling by Bay are hard to kill. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming at you harder than Billy K during a, during a Riot Squad entrance. It's Kings of the Rings podcast coming up right now. You know, didn't we didn't we end last show with with Alexa Bliss? Like, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, I'm just wondering. We we did, but I didn't swap out music this week, so it was it's either continuity. this or Rick. It was either this or Rick Flair. So I'll oh, do that. Oh, I'll swap something else up for the outro in the break. But Alexa Bliss makes sense because she had such an amazing moment on Raw. She she did she did she had she had a great uh, she had a great Harvey Dent moment. I will know that's the that's the Randy Orton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings <laughs> of the Ring podcast, episode number two hundred and thirty-one. Burning McNuffin. I'm your Sunny McNuffin, King Ricky Rose. With me always is Mister Hugh. Can't see me. Will Tarashock and whatever Kay Murphy's counterpart is in the WrestleMania announcement. How are you doing, Hugh? Dude, I was so excited to see fucking Aunt Randy Orton as a luchador. It made me so happy. It was like Nacho Orton over there just chilling, cutting the promo of his career. I was like, I I honestly didn't think Randy Orton would ever do a gimmick like this, but it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, but if you want to see more of the greatest things I've ever seen, you can follow me on Instagram at Will Tarashuk, Tees and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. We are a week away from the Royal Rumble, and I'm excited. Kay Murphy, who's going to win the Rumble? two weeks or something like that, yeah. We are 12 days away from the Royal Rumble, friends. It'll be 10 days when you hear this, but yes. Yeah, 10 days when you listen to it. But it is me. I am back from the Bachelorette Party. Hooray. It's the Kay Murphy, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy. You can find me across all social media platforms at the Kay Murphy, and I'm glad to be back. How'd you I like that Chinese food, by the way? Ugh. I'm upset. I got something different. I shouldn't have. Gotta stick, gotta stick with the... Gotta stick with it was your tasty, though. It was tasty. I just... It was probably... Going in or coming out? Going in. Tasty. Were you oh, hungry yeah, an hour later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have not been that good, then. Dude, I don't... Honestly, low-key, I don't, I don't understand, like... That whole, you know, you eat Chinese food and then you're hungry an hour later. That's 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 never been true for me. I have never had Chinese food where I wasn't just ugh, super full. Well, that only happened <laughs> yeah. because the Chinese food betrayed me. Mm. Therefore, I had oh, room to yes. eat more. Well, that's that's yes, what that's what Wendy's food. that's what Wendy's does to me. <laughs> Wendy's you know what's ru- fun? ruins that me. That never happens to me at Wendy's. And the it Wendy's never happens feels to me with like um... weight in my stomach, and I'm full forever. I love Wendy's. That chicken sandwich at Wendy's, phenomenal. Wendy's was my first job, fun fact. I also love Wendy's. <laughs> God, okay. And sometimes it's, <laughs> it's so worth the trouble to have Wendy's. Sometimes it's just, it's just so worth the damage it's going to cause my stomach. Can I, put a, I got something new at Wendy's the other day. It was delicious. It was just like chicken avocado salad. It was delicious. We get salad at Wendy's. 
So every Friday, my friends and I get together and we watch a show on Disney Plus and smoke. And we usually get like something cheap for dinner. So we had agreed upon Wendy's. But I didn't want like a burger or anything. I just, I really, I don't know. I saw avocado and it spoke to me. I wanted something with avocado in it. Listen, Kate, I'm okay. I'm going to put you in on a secret. Nugget party pack at Wendy's. Isn't that like 50 nuggets? Yeah, for like 10 bucks. Well, I wanted something besides chicken. So I ended up, I also had what I called a potato panic because I wasn't sure if I wanted baconator fries or a bacon and cheese baked potato to accompany my salad. Wait, wait, wait. This has nothing to do with wrestling. We're going to get into wrestling soon. A potato panic? What kind of shit is that? A potato panic is when there are several potato-based options that I can choose from, but I can't I've make never had this problem. Are you kidding? I love potatoes, like fucking french fries, tater tots, mashed potato, baked potato, loaded potato. They're my jam. God, you're so yeah. Irish, Kate. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, maybe I don't even get this way with chicken. I'm like, I love chicken. I mean, everyone oh. loves chicken. Chicken. That's very true, like. Except for vegetarians. They don't love chicken. They, they do. Say... They just miss it. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Fair enough. I, that, that's something we can definitely I have kind of bring up chicken being carnivores. Though. They're not bad. They miss it so you much, have... they need a bullshit substitute that kind of tastes like rubber. If you put enough hot sauce on it, it kind of tastes like chicken. I've done although it. Imp- okay. Although Impossible Meat is pretty cool. But we can talk about all of this um, on, on the air. side probably during our commercial break. Yeah, off air. We can talk about food for days. But what it's not impossible anymore, WrestleMania is coming back. Um, yay. <laughs> right? And for the first time ever uh, in WrestleMania annou- announcements, one, it's really fucking late that they're doing a WrestleMania announcement. And two, they booked WrestleMania for the next three years. So Tampa is getting WrestleMania, like, reach, trying again at Raymond James Stadium, April 10th and 11th. So it is also going to be another two-day WrestleMania. Uh, Dallas, uh, we're returning to Dallas in AT&T Stadium, April 3rd, 2022, for only one night. And then, then they are going to Los Angeles in 2023 on April 2nd again, only one night. One night. Uh, so let's talk about this. Uh, Kay Murphy, are you excited for any of these WrestleManias? Yes. Um, I'm just excited that WrestleMania is coming back because last year was very hard <laughs> doing it all digitally and virtually. And while I am not attending WrestleMania this year, I can at least hopefully, you know, enjoy it with the people I enjoy it with every year. So, like, I'm feeling positive about it. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to go to Hollywood in 2023 because that's probably the next mania I can go to. Yeah, I'm very excited to go to to Dallas. I probably will not make this year's uh, Tampa mania because it's just it's too short notice, unfortunately. And you have no idea about the regulations and who's going to be allowed in that stadium and, and seating capacity and prizes. Like, there's a lot still to hash out for this. Uh, so good luck to anybody who's able to go and make it. I'm very excited for it. But I am uh, excited to return to Dallas because Dallas was my first WrestleMania ever. It was WrestleMania 32, the biggest WrestleMania of all time, according to the faux attendance records uh, that they broke there. Uh, and Dallas is just an absolutely wild 
in not so time. Uh, Will, Will, are you going to go to any of these manias at all? Maybe LA? I'm definitely, I definitely 100% want to go to Dallas because yeah. um, I am thinking about moving to Texas, honestly, in the next, in the next, I don't few, blame you. In the next few years, I want to get the, I want to get the hell Ooh. out of New Jersey, this tax hellhole that is fucking New Jersey, especially as a business owner. So, um, Texas is a good place to scout out. I definitely want to go to Dallas. Um, in the next few years, I want to go to Austin, maybe Houston, but Dallas is a good place to start. Don't go to Austin and be a hipster. I know. Ugh, I don't want Austin. I was going to say go I was gonna go to Austin. I have a friend from high school that moved there, and he loves it. I don't want Austin to be the new LA. I have LA. a lot of connections. Uh, yeah, right. I have Hollywood, a lot of connections down in uh, Dallas. Hollywood, I'm up in the air because I don't know if uh, Los Angeles is still going to be a city <laughs> in two years. All the taxation is coming their way. So we'll see. That's up in the air for me. I've always wanted to go to L.A. I have people in L.A., so we'll see where I am financially for LA, but I'm definitely going to go to Texas. It sucks. I want to go to Texas so bad. I want to go so fucking bad, but I'm in a wedding okay, in Georgia. Just, I'm in a, it's Georgia. I'm, that means you're closer, to, you're closer to Dallas than we will be. No, but Probably. no, the wedding and mania are too far apart for me to take off at the same time. You know what I mean? So I can bookend them in one trip. Okay. Because when is Mania is what, like the first week of April? Uh, yeah, April Typically, 3rd. Typically, yeah. Okay, so April 3rd is Mania in Dallas. The wedding is tw- is exactly three weeks later. Well, I do not know. I don't know where I'll be working in a year. If I have a remote job and I can afford it, then fuck yeah, I'm doing both. But I don't know what, what my life is going to be like in a year. Okay, you have two words that can save you. Actually, three words. The first two words are I quit. And then the second <laughs> yeah. then the second two words are I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a week and then you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. We'll see. I'm I'm I very mean, excited for it. I very uh, much want to go. Yeah, Dallas is a crazy time and you know, just to you know, hop hop on what we were talking about earlier. The food in Dallas Fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's oh, the most that's American food to you'll go. eat. Ugh. So I good. Steak. I've I never had a better steak that. quesadilla. Oh, oh. I love steak quesadillas. Nothing yeah. but Ricky, meat. They're my, oh, I love them. Nothing but meat and clogged arteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and giant hats and cowboy oh, boots. It's amazing. I want to go. God bless you the USA. <laughs> yeah, Dallas. Dallas is a must go. I'm def. I wish I could make Tampa, but it's just not in the cards for me. I yeah, was very excited. I, about- no way, I'm going to fucking Tampa yeah. in 2021. No fucking way. Yeah, not I was. It. I was very. I did like the creative way of announcing it. They were usually WWE has this massive press conference that no one sees, and they're just like, oh yeah, we had a press conference with all of our big people, and we announced this is happening. They didn't do that at all. They decided to do a, a video that sure as hell has gone viral, just on the sheer ridiculousness of it. <clears throat> and, excuse me, and I and I, I wish they would do that every year. I want that forever. Triple H named Hanky Panky. Are we kidding? That's what it was? It was Hanky Panky? Well, his full name is Henry Panky. But Hank is short oh, for Henry. Oh, gotcha. I was crying. Yeah. I saw his name first, and I'm like, okay, this is great. And then Stephanie is Anita Real Man. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, Anita Real. I got Anita Real Man. Um, and then, obviously, John Cena as Hugh Jackman trying to be an actor. 
or no, not Hugh Jackman. Hugh can't see me. Sorry. Uh, trying to trying to be an actor and fucking up his monologue. Speaking of John Cena as an actor, I discovered The Marines on HBO Max. And I think I might finally watch it soon. Which one? The John Cena Marines or the Miz the, Marine? The fir- very first Marine with John Cena. Oh. <laughs> and then John says, oh, I'm a serious actor? Yes. I shouldn't be doing WWE programming? All right, let, let's give it to The Miz. Dude, screw that. I don't care about The Marine. I want 12. I want to watch 12 rounds, all right? 12 rounds is actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> not going to lie. Was like- really? I really enjoyed 12 Rounds. <laughs> it was I, I would like a sequel to Blockers. He was hysterical in Blockers. I haven't oh, seen I Blockers. I did not see Blockers. But I, I heard, I heard oh excellent God, things about so John funny. Cena in Blockers. He fucking takes a beer bottle up the ass. I Wasn't that in the... I remember that was in the trailer? Yes. All right. Yay, John Cena. Yay. Yay, John boop, Cena. Boop. <laughs> Do you have I mean, his- only only he could have done the LA announcement. I did like Roman Reigns being just so, just so mob boss with, with Paul Heyman in the background, um, because he sure as hell looked like a bitch on SmackDown as Adam Pierce uh, pulled a fast one on him, um, which is very creative and like it totally takes away everything we talked about Will last week about Adam Pierce in the Royal Rumble. Oh, because now it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, I, I, I had know. a really. Can I just say I had a really bad time doing promotion for this show for the second half of the week because I'm like, well, he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> they talked about it, so sorry. And, and, I've, and I've never been so happy. <laughs> I've never been so happy to be swerved, bro. <laughs> it, was, it was creative because I was like, wait, I guess they're do- – like, you know what it was? And I should have seen this coming on SmackDown. And I will say this, just keep going. SmackDown you, is phenomenal right now. But you can't see it, Ricky. That's true. Uh, SmackDown is absolutely phenomenal at this point. Uh, I think they, they did one of their best shows, I think, this past week. Uh, but the contract signing between Pierce and Roman went too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there was no controversy. Adam Pierce was just, like, no nonsense. And just signed it and walked away. And I was like, what? That's it? And then he just was like, oh, yeah, I'm injured. And I'm a manager. And I can just hire a replacement. Like, he remembered his position at the last second. I love that. Yeah, but, but it was I'm, KO. But I'm I thought annoyed. he was injured for a very, very long time. I was morbidly curious. I was really invested in the concept of the tribal chief versus the shift supervisor, and now we're not getting it, and I feel disappointed. Maybe, <laughs> Even though we're getting a better, maybe we're next, getting a better match. Maybe next week like, on SmackDown, Roman Reigns was beat the shit out of Adam Pearce. Please, just just murder him. This, I mean, absolutely bloodthirst murder. He, he will be the representation of every customer. That every retail shift supervisor has ever dealt with. And then Adam Pierce shows up to Raw the next day, the, the next week, and like crutches and like a neck brace. <laughs> Walks up to Vince. Trying to run the show. Walks up to Vince, like, what happened to you, pal? He goes, uh, I, I fell. <laughs> <laughs> Raw has the anonymous GM again. <laughs> Well, if if Roman takes out if Roman takes out Pierce, like just totally just de- decapitates the man, then Sonya becomes the facto person in charge. Yeah, 
Well, Kay, what do you think of... You went here on the show last week. What do you think of Sonya being this... This babe in a suit? Yes. <laughs> being in yes. the, the, the new GM. Yes. Yes. <sighs> yes. When you were saying... Well, I was listening to the show on Thursday, and I, when you all were saying, I don't know how I feel about her in the suit, I was disappointed that I was not there to yell at you because you're wrong. It's per... Oh, oh no. We, Wait, said, we so, said she so looks... We didn't know what we felt about her in the suit. Like, I I feel great about her in the suit. Yeah, I said she looked gorgeous in a suit. I said, in general, I don't know how you feel about women in a suit, but she... That's what that I mean. Oh. Yeah. That's a statement I still wish I was there for to correct because no, you're incorrect. Women in suits <laughs> is just as beautiful as women in sundresses. Like, we love sundress oh, season. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I need to need to put my foot down there. Okay, there's nothing. Yeah, I prefer there's I prefer nothing. my girlfriend in a sundress than a suit. Thank you very much. You have not put your girlfriend in the right suit, then. There's nothing like sundress season. I don't care suit or not. Sundress season beats suit season any day of the week. But on How I Met Your Mother, there's a musical about suits, not sundresses. I know, and then on TNT, they had a whole show called Suits, and that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. All I'm saying is that sundress season trumps suits. I looked forward to sundress season, especially when I was in college. Oh, amazing time in life. I love sundress season. Exactly. I love well, it. But do you love Randy Orton being uh, being Harvey Dent? Yes. I want... Next week, the fiend to come out, but wearing the nurse costume from <laughs> the Dark Knight. You can have Bliss as the nurse. No, because it has to be with the grotesque makeup. He just walks in. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yo, my god, Randy Orton is favorite, so I'm here for it. I was watching the dark. I, I was watching the Dark Knight. I think earlier on in the day because I was all for MLK Day, and then they did Randy Orton as pretty much a Harvey Dent in disguise. Like I was waiting for Randy Orton to take that mask off and just have a burnt half of a face, and I was like, "Do it, do it, do it." And he didn't do it, but he is now. He's pretty much dashing Cody Rhodes. I was just saying we have we have grotesque Randy Orton. Yes. <laughs> um, I want him to go around and start putting bags over all the screens in the Thunderdome. I love it. I loved I love every second of it because it was so, it was so like, how did you convince Randy Orton to do this? Or is it just like he is, or is he just all on board? Because like Randy is like, I got something in my intro, like he's never had, he's never played a character like this. Like he's really going out of his comfort zone to yeah. do this. And I think I Randy think doesn't amazing. care anymore. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, I think it's, it's great. It's some of his best work. Like this past year, twenty 2020 twenty into twenty twenty one, has been his best, the best year of his career in almost a decade. I agree. Yeah, no, he is he is fantastic, and I think it started showing when he did the uh, he did the summer long feud a couple years back with Jinder Mahal. He just wants to put other people over at this point, and I think he realized this late in his career that he can put. Other people, other people over, and still look fucking fantastic doing it. Yeah, it's he weird. Has a He's superpower. I, 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 did, I never thought Randy Orton would not be like would be unselfish. Yeah, yeah, neither, neither did I. But but here we are, and he he's he's Captain Unselfish now, doing all of his weird shit. <laughs> like he just looked. It's like Randy Nacho Libre. Like it was just it was so. He looks like um, 
He looks like one of the, oh, he looks like one of the original luchadors. Like, he looks like El Generico. That's what I mean. <laughs> they put him in a luchador mask. <laughs> Like not even, not even bandaged it. up, just a straight up mask. Like, what's a luchador mask gonna do to help your burns, Randy? <laughs> Maybe there's burn gel on the inside of it. They should just wore a Rey Mysterio mask. <laughs> they have plenty in the shop. Imagine. Yeah. He's like, Ray, I need a mask. What you got for me? I don't know, man. Hold on. Let me see what fits your head. But what I want to know is how long are they gonna keep up with Randy having a burnt face gimmick? And are they gonna do any kind of prosthesis? I want him to show up in the Royal Rumble with that mask. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. I do too. His promo is so good too. Like I did have one problem with this promo. I was he was just like, You got burned he's like, he got burned by bliss and this whole thing. And he's like, I want redemption. So I'm gonna join the Royal Rumble. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like, weird. I was like, that doesn't really click with me, Randy. Like you got you you burned the fiend, Alexa burned you, so to get back at them, you're gonna join the Royal Rumble. Alright. We're gonna see how this goes. I mean he played it off well in his promo was like everybody needs to feel my pain and I don't feel like myself. You know, the whole stick, like it was good, but just like when you really got it down to the meat and the potatoes, I was like, really? You're going to join the role? Like, this isn't even going to lead to a match? All right. <laughs> that, was my own, that was my only thing. But otherwise, it was fantastic and almost almost outdone by Alexa Bliss at the end, who became a Terminator. Again, man, I've been saying this the past few weeks, the last 20 minutes of Raw have just been magnificent. Like, the, the last segment of Raw for the past two months have been incredible. It's just everything else on Raw just for the most part isn't. Yeah, Raw's kind of falling apart in the beginning. It's, well, uh, in the beginning, it just finds its way to its conclusion. And SmackDown, I think it just flows a lot better these days. SmackDown's great because Biggie and that with that sweater on the couch. All right, that's oh why SmackDown God. flows. Yeah, <laughs> that's why SmackDown flows the so Ghost well. The Ghostbuster cardigan. Yeah, but but Alexa. My God, she has completely owned. Shut up, no, wrong Alexa. Uh, Alexa has completely <laughs> owned this character, and she has been doing incredible work. At first, it was a little okay. I can see this. So There's a little get easing into it, but now, no, I feel like she totally lives the gimmick, and she's absolutely incredible. I love it. Yeah, I didn't even know that they did a whole switch. Besides the lights, like why the hell are the lights different? And then. Uh, one of my friends was like, oh, she has different makeup on. I was like, what? Dude, she was like, yeah, and her hair's up. And I was like, what? Like, I totally wasn't paying attention. And then I like, I noticed it at the end when they switched back. I was like, oh, she's possessed. Yeah. Got it. Like, it looked like, in, it looked like an original Sin Cara match to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? We're going to get Sin Cara inspiration with this? But it was great. Like, she pulled off, a, she pulled off this, like, no nonsense gimmick. She hit the best, the best sister Abigail I've ever seen on Oscar. That's the only like, one you've ever seen hit on Oscar. That's also very also true, true. But like, <laughs> but but also Bliss does Bliss does a, Bliss just does a better sister Abigail than Bray does. Yeah. 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 Point blank. Period. Um. So I'm, I'm very happy with this and. 
we're going to talk about the most controversial moment on Raw right now uh, for a lot of people, which I thought was just totally ridiculous to the point that it was just fucking funny to me. Uh, the Dirt Sheets with Miz and Morrison. Oh, oh my Kate. fucking God. Kate, Can I well, paint you a picture? Yes, please. Okay. So I... So how do I how do I start this properly? You I high? yeah, I smoked a blunt, and I while watching Raw last night, I was really fucking high. I waited for Goldberg like a child waiting for Santa Claus. I was ready. <laughs> I was excited. At one point in Raw, I decided, okay, I can afford to take a cat nap, so I did, and I woke up. And I opened my eyes, and Gilbert was on my screen. (laughs) (laughs) It scared the shit out of me. What a horrible way to wake up, by the way. No. (laughs) Listen, listen. That man gave us a shadow for our 200th episode, okay? It was amazing, too. all of our prayers. Yeah. But waking up to that, when you're dead asleep... Is frightening. I, I I agree, but I just you know I was expect I was expecting Goldberg like you. Okay, I I was, and then for me, and it was probably for the same thing for you. Well, I saw the stage hands with sparklers, and I got really excited for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> my <laughs> my whole thing. Was this like when they when they first announced? I I'm kind of I'm kind of ashamed of myself for not seeing this coming. Um, I didn't. Yeah. When they announced it was on the dirt sheet and not Ms. TV, that should have been a dead giveaway. It, well, I I picked it up. I was like, why isn't this on Ms. TV? Like the dirt sheet. Like why is this on the dirt sheet? Not not Ms. TV. Because I was like, uh, I should have been like, oh, because it's a joke. Like the dirt, the dirt mm. sheet in of itself is is a joke show, right? Correct, correct. <laughs> That's the best part of it for me because when they do the last correct, John Morrison says an extra correct. It's the best. I love it. Does he really? Yeah, like when when they when they do it simultaneously, they both go correct, and then Morrison just goes correct. One more time. <laughs> one more time. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. No, I was. I don't know why I was so sold and like Gilbert, like for some reason I should expect Gilbert more often than I do for WWE programming. But every time he shows up, it's always a wild surprise. Like I think the last time Gilbert showed up was the uh, festival of friendship, right? Yes. Uh, Around that time. Yes. Is Gilbert going to appear in the Royal rumble? No, 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 Gilbert is not going to appear in the Royal Rumble. The next time we should see Gilbert is in the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm calling it right now. It's a former light heavyweight champion, damn it. Is Goldberg going to induct him? He better. Actually, that would be the perfect person for Chris Jericho to induct because of how much he just hates Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, totally Chris Jericho to induct Gilbert. And then you had uh, you had fake Drew McIntyre who couldn't keep his pants up. And I don't know how I would thought that 
after Gilbert, we were actually going to get Drew McIntyre coming back, not totally forgetting that he's still in quarantine. Like, I heard the sword thing. I was like, oh, Drew's back from quarantine early, but it was not Drew McIntyre. I don't know why it was swerved for that one, Will. Yeah. No, this this whole segment, was it was bad. It was... It was it was really bad. Not a fan. I don't remember <laughs> what Gilbert said. I just remember being horrified, and I rolled back over. I enjoy a good Gilbert. Don't get me wrong. I so I didn't I. I didn't hate Gilbert as much as I should have, but I really hated that fake Drew McIntyre because we all knew he wasn't gonna be back from COVID. So he's back <laughs> next like, week though because he's asymptomatic. Yeah, he is back next week. But I. I'm just, once again, was disappointed. I was not given what I was promised. And I wanted William you Goldberg. Deserved. I deserved you William deserved. Goldberg. You did not, not William Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> Listen, it's just Gilbert. He goes by one name. William Gilbert. No. No, that sounds like a horrible name. Just, I know. Just, just call him, you can just call him Gil at this point. Ooh. I don't like Gil. No one likes Gilbert. Well, I fucking love Gilbert. I appreciate you, Gilbert. I appreciate Gilbert. Just not when I'm promised Goldberg. (laughs) Fine. 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 You're like the only one who gets really excited for Goldberg to return these days. Because it makes everyone mad. It's very true. That's very true. Uh, so let's move over to a little bit of uh, things going on on SmackDown. Uh, besides Adam Pearce just pissing off Roman. Um... Apollo Crews wants to be in the Island of Relevancy, and uh, it's taking cues from Roman Reigns. Like, what is going on? I know we had the Big E thing in his fucking futon uh, commentary, uh, but what is going on with Apollo Crews, Will? What is, like, do you, do you enjoy this? Is, he, is Apollo Crews getting serious? I, I I like the segment. He's just nodding his head, listening to Roman talk. <laughs> he's not smiling? Yeah, he's not smiling. Um I'm interested. It's better than him doing nothing. Yeah. You're right. It, it, it is it is better than him doing nothing at all. Um, and I the him and Biggie feud has a, like, when they argued at the end, like, during the end of that segment, I was like, oh, this is, like, real realism. Like, they don't really like each other, do they? Like, they really kind of crossed that, um, they kind of were, like, kind of, teetering that line of what is real and what is fake because their argument seemed like a very authentic argument that I've heard on the streets tons and tons of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was interesting to see them go that route. Um, and I think this is also, for some reason, this is going to help uh, Biggie Mormon is going to be helping Apollo because like you said last week, Will, uh, Biggie needs to show that angrier, meaner side and like they're, they're teasing it a lot more now. Yeah, no, I like it. Um... I think this is a good stepping stone for Big E to kind of bring out an aggressive side. Um, Apollo Crews is an incredible worker. He is, he's, he's a technician. He's, he's, he's a great person to work with. He sells well. Him and Big E have, will have good matches. So I'm excited for it. It's, 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 it's interesting. I don't know what Apollo Crews and Paul Heyman and Roman are doing, what their whole plan is, but at least he's on TV. That's true, at least he's on TV. And I think the plan down the road uh, for SmackDown is uh, I think we are going to get Roman and Biggie somewhere. Maybe SummerSlam? That would be a great SummerSlam main event. But I think that is the setup. Yeah, take take, take your time. There's no need to rush. Yeah, yeah, 
There's no need to rush. And I and I will tell you this, Kay Murphy, I am really on the Billy Kay train these days. Oh my god. How cute. She's is she? a riot. Literally an absolute riot. I was thinking when I was watching SmackDown today, I want her commentary for everything all the time. She's hysterical. Oh yeah, she's always, she was always the funnier of the Iconics. Like, I think it sucks that the Iconics broke up, but like, this is paying off for her. You know what it is? She's taking chicken shit and making chicken salad. Exactly. And she is running with it, and she's making like, like it was it was interesting last week when she was like kind of like, oh yeah, we got the win, we're a team, and then she joined the riot squad, and then like she just came out in their gear and just started thrashing everywhere. Like, what did you feel like? What? How did you feel about that as like a former like emo scene kid, Kay? And by former, you mean current? Current, yes. Elder emo adult at this point. Um, I th- I saw the look before I watched SmackDown because she retweeted it, and she had a caption saying something about she wore a similar outfit to like a Good Charlotte concert in Australia, and I was just like, "Good girl after my own heart." That was my gateway band into emo music. So wow, yeah, <laughs> Good Charlotte. Oh, yeah, I was in sixth grade. I discovered Good Charlotte's second album, and I had a transformation over a summer and, like, came back totally emo. And no one Well, we need, we need a soundbite for, like, the Kay Murphy fact of the week. <laughs> we got we to gotta figure something out for Kay. Oh, that is... <laughs> what is that? Peter Griffin. <laughs> I don't endorse that. You don't endorse Peter Griffin? No. I'm sick of Family Guy. Beyond sick of Family Guy. I used to love it. Don't get me wrong. I owned it on DVD at one point. But I'm over it. Yeah. That's what I... Are you over Bailey? No. Oh, my God. She is incredible. I want to be the next guest on Ding (laughs) Dong Hello. They were really, the they door. were really pushing this ding dong hello show, and I, <laughs> it delivered. I hate the ding dong hello gimmick thing. I hate it so much. I feel like Billy's Billy's in like, and it's forced. Like after watching the, the her Austin uh, interview, it was like, yeah. like it was kind of. I feel like she doesn't like the ding dong hello either, but she's forced to do it. Uh, but her being dressed like Edna from The Incredibles, I saw that meme on the internet, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, kind of won me over. I love how, how I didn't, I didn't, I haven't watched the Bailey interview with Austin yet. I saw some clips, like basically the clip about how she started yelling at Michael Cole was because she was bored. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, the, the whole doc, but the how whole, was the, the rest whole, of her? The whole documentary, the whole interview is pretty good. Um, I don't, I, I, I just picked this up. Anytime Austin like, makes a point, he always like puts his hand up and leans back like, don't hit me, bro. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, is it like this or is it like that? I don't know, man. It's just like Austin's like <laughs> body language, dude. You're fucking stone cold Steve Austin. You're talking to Bailey. All right. <laughs> cool. Your jets. No, Listen, um, he's he's got to keep the gimmick. <laughs> yeah. They, they talk, they talk a lot about NXT. They, they focus a lot of time on the Brooklyn match with, with Sasha. Um, her her frustrations as a character, um, from like after she got called up and like you know starting from scratch and developing her character and evolving and um, like 
we I, we we even mentioned this uh, years ago. Where, like we could never see that character in a Hell in a Cell match. Yes, because like remember she had like a kendo stick match against Alexa Bliss, and she like couldn't use the kendo stick. Oh yeah, like like that was like when SmackDown first went like live again. Yeah, like they didn't mention that in the interview, but when she mentioned that during the interview, that's what I, that's that's the segment I was thinking of. Like yeah, this whole big fangirl character was just. It just didn't work on the main roster, and they talk about how she was getting really frustrated, and then they start trying to stick with it. They talk about the, talk about the money in the bank where we when we were there, Ricky, and she cashed in. Um, that was the one the change started. Yeah, yeah, because then she lost she lost it a month or two later to to Charlotte, and then won it back that first SmackDown show, and then that was the yeah when she um, when she cut her hair. Yeah, then that was the three hundred eighty day reign because she uh, blew up the Bailey buddies. So it was it was really good. Um, <laughs> I love Bailey. I always have loved Bailey. The heel character can be pretty hit or miss for me, but um, she's a hundred percent right. She did need that a character change, and her career has definitely benefited from it a hundred percent. Yeah, I thought for a while that her Bailey Hugger character wasn't going to get any better than that. Cause, but then when you realize the logistics of it, like it just it it had it had a lifespan and it wasn't going to get past a certain point. Yeah, they, and she hit that she hit that point real quickly in NXT. They talk about that 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 interview in, in the ring in Toronto and remember she was she separated her shoulder and she was interviewed in the ring in Toronto and she was being booed. Mm-hmm. Uh vaguely. They mentioned that they they play that clip because like she's like thanking her fans on Twitter for like supporting her and they're, they're booing her and she just goes. Uh, thank you to the people who aren't booing me right now. <laughs> it was it was when the fans were getting sick of that Bailey character, and it just goes into the whole she was frustrated and yada yada yada. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. hard. I mean, especially if you play a gimmick like that, like that that gimmick in particular aims to skews towards a younger audience. Yeah, that ought, like Izzy. Hello, Izzy's like the fucking grown up, but now at this point, like you can't take it easy. Still, like. You age out of gimmicks like that. Like she can't play to the the younger uh, WWE demographic forever. Can we fantasize oh, real quick? I want Izzy to to get into WWE as the and... hugger, huh? Like as the hugger, like she takes no, off. No, I want Izzy to immediately turn heel on Bailey if Bailey's still around, and be like, I idolized you, and you stopped hugging me, and she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like goes nuts. Um, I feel like they have to keep Bailey on retainer until Izzy is old enough to wrestle. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely. Another six years, and then yeah, yeah, and have Bailey there when like Izzy wins like her first match and we play that whole storyline, and that's how Bailey retires. Oh. Izzy retires Bailey. Love it. Exactly. I should be a booker. Probably not, because you'll get more Gilbert than anything else. Oh, I love booking things the wrong way. I'll be like, if all else fails, work, bring out Gilbert. Let's go. Let's go. Give me the sparklers. We're on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of budgets, we are going to take a quick commercial break because all of us have some bills to pay. When we come back, we are going to be talking about what's going on in NXT, including my experience and, and in the CWC, uh, the Dusty Tag Team Classic began for the men, and uh, a lot of stuff happened on AEW that I have a ton, a ton of questions about. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. 
What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Vance Chapel from The Delight Show, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. So, you're going through your closet, trying to figure out your outfit for the day. You're looking, you're looking, and that's when you realize... In that moment, you have absolutely nothing to wear. Well, you can always make sure you have fresh threads every single day of the week if you head over to our Wrestle Attic Radio Teespring stores. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite professional wrestling podcasters have their own separate Teespring stores to complete your outfits from top to bottom. Looking for an accessory to carry around your cell phone and wallet? Why not pick up a fanny pack from the HBIC collection? Looking for something to keep you warm during the fall and winter months ahead? Get yourself a hoodie from the Delight Collection or a fleece blanket from the King Ricky Rosé Collection. Trying to pick up a last-minute gift or maybe just a birthday gift for the little one? Pick up a onesie from the Game Changer Collection or a kids' or toddler's t-shirt from the YLP Collection for all the young cubs out there. And don't forget any of the other items from the Kings of the Rings Fretzelmania, and the original Wrestle Addict Radio Collections as well. So whether you're looking for a coffee mug for that fresh cup of joe, a tank top to show off the guns at the gym, or a comfy pair of socks or leggings, we've got you covered from top to bottom with our Wrestle Addict Radio Teespring stores. Go to teespring.com, search for Wrestle Addict Radio, and fill up your wardrobe today. Hey, peeps, this is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Bow down and kiss the feet of royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on WrestleLotic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on WrestleLotic Radio. King Ricky Rose, Willie T, and the K. Murphy, high as ever. Of course. <laughs> um, so for the first and <laughs> for the first time ever uh, in the history of NXT, they finally, finally, like last minute, allowed people to have virtual to be, have a virtual seat in the CWC, which I had been wondering for a while who was there. But apparently those were just like the recorded images from like other virtual like Thunderdome shows and stuff. Which makes a whole lot of sense as if you look back at them, especially in the CWC when they first started, none of the people are following what's going on at all. It's literally just random video boards. So the way they did this was a little bit different. They sent an email out to people who have been in the Thunderdome and asked for you to um, to sign up for this whole virtual experience. But it's it was done through a different company called like One Iota. And they do a bunch of other like t- virtual television show experiences. So the difference with this one is that you had to obviously do like a kind of like a Facebook or a Gmail login for the um to get, for your profile and stuff. And then you had to send them also like a copy of your photo ID uh, as like to prove that it's you to like authenticate you as well. And then your whole profile set up. And then they bring you in through their website for this virtual experience for for NXT. Uh, the interesting part about it is that they assign you pretty much a ticket. 
and I was having some audio and video issues with this at the time because I think my router is a piece of shit at the moment. Um, and once you get your ticket, you're pretty much in. Like, you don't lose your spot. Like, I restarted my computer. Um, I clicked out of it. I clicked back into it, and I was always able to get back in. And I think it's because I have that specific ticket, which assigned me, like, a quote-unquote virtual seat for the CWC, uh, which I thought was very, very interesting. Uh, Kay, did you try to get in? I know you I needed for a little bit, right? So I'm dumb. I'm not dumb. I'm just high. And I submitted, like, the form to register for the CWC, and I never hit send. Class, <laughs> classic. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, like, I was fucking salty because all of you are like, oh, I got in, I got in. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't get in. I was annoyed. Like, I've been on Thunderdome. I've made TV several times. Why the fuck didn't they want me? It's because I didn't hit send. Good job. I know. Good job. The CWC is good. Uh, I mean, it's the same experience as you were in Thunderdome. It's literally the same guy giving you directions on what to do. However, since it's NXT and it's like it's marks in the virtual screen, um, they're a lot more responsive. <laughs> they're like really into the show. So it's a lot more of like simultaneous, like um, like simultaneous chants and stuff, and people are clapping. It's like it actually looks good uh, on TV if you look back at NXT. And also, what I found out because my call time was really early, they also filmed 205 Live before, mm. and so I did see 205 Live. And on 205 Live, it did start part of a Dusty Tag Team Classic for the men. Um, and the Dusty Tag Team Classic also started officially on TV, TV later on that night on NXT. And I like it. I do like the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Um, it's becoming a very, very good tournament because, like, the, the first couple iterations, they're like, oh, let's just put in all of our superstars and call them tag teams, and we're going to make this work because um, it's set up bigger storylines. But now they actually have more legitimate tag teams. And, yes, I'm also including EverRise in that. Yeah, this uh, is the well. best year they've ever had, and I'm really excited. Like, and they just started. Grizzled young veterans are going all the way. Again, they lost in the finals last yeah, time. Yeah, they lost in the finals, finals last, last time. Last time. Uh, yeah, no, they always do a good job. It's always surprising. It's always exciting. Um, it's NXT, man. They always deliver. Yeah, and they and they delivered with uh, this new group called MSK, which, uh, well, I don't know if you've ever heard of MSK. I don't know nope. if you're watching Impact. Nope. Okay. So they were they were the rascals uh, on Impact. Never heard of them. Uh, yeah, I think they're after your time. They're after your time. They're the rascals on Impact. Um, they also had a third member named Trey Lamar who was not picked up uh, by WWE. And I don't know where Trey Lamar's what Trey Lamar's going to do, but he's also a uh, a good friend of our of our one of our other former guest hosts, PB Smooth. So shout out to them in Forty Acres. Um, so these guys are the only team I can compare them to is they're like a younger version of Motor City Machine Guns. Like they just, they have that much innovation. They're so kind of very wacky and out of, out of this world and they have a shit ton of energy. So when you first saw MSK, what did you think? That's the first thing I thought I was like, wow, these guys are really excited to be here. Like they, cause I had, I had no idea who they were like at all. Like never heard of them, never seen them. I was kind of excited to see who it was. And he's like, MSK, I was just like, oh, 
All right. Yeah, I've no, I've no, we don't know what it means yet either. No, but um, yeah, they're 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 young, they're energetic, they're exciting. Um, they got they got to find something to stand out though. I think that's their one issue. They're they're a dime a dozen. I think there's a lot. They got of, nice hoodies. They do have nice hoodies. They I, do. I think there's a lot of people on the roster, main roster, and eight like all around wrestling. Like yeah. I feel like like five years ago they would have been very unique. Now they're very generic. Mm, so you got they got to find someone that can stand out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they had a good match. They're talented for sure. Yeah, they they're very talented. What really impressed is when they did the uh, the standing backflip and he pushed them midway. Like that was really actually fucking impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay. What was your is was this your first exposure to to MSK as well? Yeah, I have never heard of them in my life, and because I've never really seen Impact in my life, I was lost to it. But MSK are my initials backwards. Oh wow! Yeah. Didn't even think about that. I liked so, it. So I was trying yeah. to figure out who it was, and then when no one's name. Spelled out MSK I was disappointed. <laughs> what were your guesses? That's the thing. I couldn't figure it out. So I'm like, somebody I'm like, somebody's gonna get come over, but they changed their names to MSK. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't happen. It's it's gotta mean something. I, they, I were, think MS- they were really fun to watch. I really like I'm yeah. really excited to see what else they have to show. Yeah, they also had a very unique entrance. Like they've never done like the freaking. It's like they're they're Carter and Lee. Which somebody put a spoof that they look like the uh, that they're Carter and Lee from Rush Hour. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's just really funny. But they had a very unique entrance where like the camera was like on the floor and he like jumped in the air and then just like landed in front of it. So they're they're unique in that in that instance. But they got to do more to stand out. And they're gonna have to do it in the promo game. Um, I mean, their in-ring ability is going to be very surprising. They had a good first-round opponent. What was it, Swerve and Jake Atlas? Like, that was an amazing match. It's my match of the week. Um, but they do have to do something that's going to be going to make them stand out. But they have, they're have going to have a ton of exposure because they have a really, really simple road to the finals. Like, real simple when you look at the bracket. I don't know if Freckles can pull up the bracket for us. She can do that. Freckles missed everybody last week. We missed Freckles. We, we, um, needed, we needed Freckles last week a few times. You did. Yeah, we need, well, we needed Freckles for the Rumble thing, didn't That's we? That's right, and I had to do it. You know how hard it is to live <laughs> yeah. mix and Google at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> how much RAM did you take up? I have 32 gigs. doesn't even matter. Oh, okay, so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hell Freckles yeah. looks well. Freckles up the uh, the men's bracket. Uh, what's not revealed yet from what I've seen is the women's bracket for the Dusty Cup. There's four teams right now. Um, it's Caden and Casey. Then uh, you have nice glasses, Kay. Um, it's uh, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. By the way, that's a fantastic team. Um, it's Candice and Indie Wrestling, because we can't call her Hartwell anymore. And I forgot who the fourth team is. Oh, it's Ember and somebody. Shotzi. Ember and Shotzi. But is there Sorry, more I didn't teams? mean to sound so angry. No, I, I, um, I totally forgot. Um, I will have Freckles pull that up when she finishes. But Freckles has the bracket. So next round, we have Tony Nice and Arya Davari against Ashanti Adonis and Desmond Troy. That's Who's 205 Desmond Live. Troy? Yeah. Okay. It's 205 Live, people. Um, we all, 
that's why. So we also have Kushida and Rough Rough versus Gargano and Austin Theory. So we know how that's going to go. It's going to be great. Then on the opposite end of the bracket, we have Imperium versus Lucha House Party. Oh, I feel so bad for Lucha House Party. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And then to remind everyone... Undisputed Era, Grizzled Young Veterans, Legado del Fantasma, and Drake Maverick and Killian Dane have all advanced to the next round. But who's MSK and facing? Um, MSK is going to face a Maverick and Dane. I think they beat Maverick and Dane. That happened already? No, I said I think they were going to beat Maverick and Dane. Oh, for sure. MSK is probably going to go to the finals. Yeah, I think they have a really easy road to the finals. Wait, however, MSK will beat Maverick and Zine, but then it's, and then Imperium versus Legado del Fantasma. Imperium's going to win. Fuck. I still say MSK is going to, I think MSK upsets a ton of people, and that's how you put them on the map. Okay, and then on the opposite. I do too. I agree. I think that's a good thing to do. Put them on the map. Who do you think is going to win the 205 round? Because I can't tell. We have Tony Nese and Arya Davari versus Ashanti Adonis and Desmond Troy. I don't know anything about them. I want to say Tony, but Ashanti Adonis could, uh, could, could, the Ashanti Adonis' team and Desmond Troy could shock people. Yeah. Um, so either way, Undisputed Era is going to win that, bec- that final because whoever wins Tony's bracket's going to go up against. The winner of Grizzled Young Veterans versus the winner of Johnny and Austin, aka and Kushida and Leon. Which that side of the bracket Johnny. sounds fantastic. I know. So, oh my God, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory against the Grizzled Young Veterans is gonna be fucking fire. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that like this, this tag, this is gonna be their best tournament. I didn't mean to cyborg so much, but like, yo. And I'm going to have Freckles look up the women. Yeah. So what are your predictions for? Like, sorry. So if we're saying MSK will gets in um, on their bracket, who gets on the on the other side? Who do they face in the finals? That's tough because I don't see um, Undisputed Era. I think they are going to be uh, eliminated early due to um, Oni and Birch. Is to continue that, that storyline going, yeah. But then again, you know, you need you need someone to win to face Oni and Birch, so maybe maybe they make it because they're facing what the Grizzled Young Veterans next. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. Whoever wins that match is going to probably face MSK in the finals. And yeah, I would love to see MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans in the finals. Freckles says that only four women's teams have been revealed so far. That's concerning. Yeah, like that's that's very. They forgot very they concerning. had to come with like, like like sixteen teams. They forgot. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, shit. Yeah. Are like, they gonna no include? Bracket. Are they gonna include like the other women's tag teams in wrestling to this? We don't know. That's that's the issue. Like they're they're like, for for when we were talking about this last week, I thought for sure they were like, oh, well, women's tag team cup is coming, and they were just gonna push it off for like a couple of months until they figured it out. But they're doing it now, 
I think it's a bad move to do it now. It doesn't get no, it. They're not giving it the proper focus because it's gonna be no, not for nothing. It's gonna be sh- overshadowed by the men's dusty classic, and that's not fair. Yeah, that and you don't have a fucking bracket. And you don't have a fucking bracket. But then again, then again, the dusty bra- the men's dusty cup bracket wasn't revealed until day of. Yeah, but I don't think WWE or NXT rather knows who they're gonna fill in the remaining spots. Like, if there are remaining spots, we have four teams, two matches so far. That's stu- like you can't just do two qualifying matches and that's it. That's not a tournament. That's just two qualifying matches. It's just two matches. Dumb. Listen, and listen, it works for college football. <laughs> they have they have a semifinal and a final, but it, it needs to be bigger. But then again, there's also the conundrum that you have in and of itself. And I think we talked about last week. Well, is who else do you put in that bracket? What other females do you have? <laughs> They don't. <laughs> they did. They don't. They just don't have them unless they go to the main roster. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh it's. Let me guess. Let me guess. Even Marie's involved in this. <laughs> yep. Actually, wife too. Even Marie and anyone. I don't care. Even Marie and a blow up doll will be one. And. <laughs> <laughs> is, it a pa- is it clear that I smoked a blunt and took a Benadryl and drank coffee? Because that's what's happening in my brain right now. Even Marina blow up doll. Honestly, if you're gonna book like this, then yes, do this every week. Right. Even Marina blow up doll. The Bella twins are deaf gonna come back. The Bella twins want to come back for anything. We're just like we're down to rest. We have no fears, but uh, I'll come back though. This is something I can see the Bella Twins returning for because it's women's tag team. It's the first, and because not for nothing, they didn't really get to be a part of the women's tag team titles. So this is their opportunity to finally be a first women's tag team something or other. As Roman Reigns would said, they want to be back on the island of relevancy. Amen to that. Are they still pregnant? And they need to. No, they no, had their babies a while ago. When? They're pretty. Yeah. A few months ago. Oh. We can come back. Yeah, yeah. We can do it. Yeah, we're going to have that baby fat first. Yeah. But they probably did fine. already. Hell, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did. And honestly, at this point, the women's Dusty Tech, they need the Bella Twins to be in this. Yeah. You're going to, like, honestly, you're going to need the star power. But I would have predicted the Bella Twins to return to Royal Rumble had they not have announced the women's Dusty. The women Dusty makes me think that this is the Bella Twins' shot to come back for sure. And if I'm not mis, does the winner of this get the tag team title opportunity? Is that true? Did I fever dream that? We have no you idea. Fever dream that. We have no idea. They just said we're doing a women's tag team tournament, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. With no. That is literally it. That's fucking stupid. Okay. I'm mad. Yeah. My fever dreams are not between me apparently. I'm I'm sorry. Do you need to see more? Do you see that? Yeah, do you need to see more Pete Dunne and Finn Balor for the NXT title? Oh, that was something special. Yeah, I like. I don't like. It's gonna like. It was hard uh, to to top Finn and Kyle just beating the crap out of each other. But Pete Dunne and Finn might actually break bones this time. Oh, they'll murder each other for sure. It will probably be in my top five matches of the year. Um, All right, so, like, is a top five match of the year with Pete Dunne with really bad spray tan or Pete Dunne with, like, no spray tan at all? 
Because it's two different Peters. I don't like his spray tan. I want him to stop it. Like, you're too fucking orange. Yeah. Like, Will, you can probably do a better spray tan job by not putting on spray tan ever. I despise spray tan. Like, (laughs) growing up in Nassau County taught me the dangers of a a bad spray tan. And that's what he looks like. Yeah. Everyone I went to school with loved how was fucking orange. Yeah, I, I <laughs> don't have this issue. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is something that I've... This is, this is a life struggle that I've never had to encounter. Hey, Ricky, what happened if you put on spray tan? I don't know, actually. Like, I, like would, it, I, would it even show? Like, uh, orange is not a great color for so, me, skin-wise. So how it would probably work for you is, it w- especially the ones that have uh, glitter in it, it would show up as more oh, like my a... God. So in high school, I because I did try it because I'm very pale, and it bothered me. I was about to that, say you tried spray tan on a black person in high school. Like that sounds like a hate crime. Kate. No, no, I tried to spray tan <laughs> on me, a white person. Oh, okay. Um, but I came out orange and sparkly. Well, at least so, you probably liked the sparkles. No, I did not. Then I didn't like glitter yet. I was too cool for colors and glitter. And feminine anything. I was, <laughs> it was a different me, very different me, but. Hit me up with that key. That's the K, that's the K Murphy fact of the week. That's Got like the third K Murphy fact of the week. We're going to hit it a lot then when we get a good soundbite for it. Yeah, I used to hate glitter and color. My first favorite rock band was Good Charlotte. And I'm sure there's another fact that'll come out by the end of the episode. But. Probably. Yeah. But it'll probably show up for you as like a highlight. Oh, that's weird. So I'll be like... Because you but shiny with the orange hue. Ooh. I actually have never thought about putting self-tanner on a black person. That's a question I've never thought about in my life. Not even in beauty school did I come to that thought. (laughs) <laughs> like, were you in beauty school? Did you like, hey, what if we did this on black people? Like, would this come out the same way? Like, how does this work? Like, did it ever come up? Like, no. we're not allowed to ask because of uh, cultural appropriation. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. About like half of, half of the student body was black. So, like, anybody I'm sure could have asked what would happen. Like, asked a fellow student or figured it out themselves if someone brought the, a bottle of, of like, Standing lotion to school. Let me just, let me just Google it. We have the internet. <laughs> Put freckles I, on it. Okay. Freckles, search up spray tanning black people. We've talked about how much we love Zia Lee, and she does not I'm need really a spray afraid. tan whatsoever. Uh, she needs my phone number. <laughs> that's, that, 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 is what, that is what she needs. She... We need to talk, <laughs> all right? Because, woo, just roll, roll pride, baby, roll tide. God damn, God damn, God damn, Zia Lee. Woo, <laughs> I love her. My, I love me some Zia Lee. Thank God my girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Zia Lee is absolutely fantastic. They are giving her, like, she's getting a great push. She's getting a push that they did with, like, Braun Strowman with Baron Corbin. Like, they feel like she is a huge player um, 
in uh, in the future of NXT. It looks like like they're they're giving her a proper build. It's interesting, uh, right? Because so, I, I yeah. thought like last week they had Zaylee debut. I thought this week it was gonna be Boa's turn to just ruin someone, but nope. nope. He's he's still coming nope. with a Morpheus look. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that for all this time, all he like, all he got out of that was just, was just a black suit. Some <laughs> He's shades. Just a manager. Some a black suit and some shades, dude. <laughs> I'd be mad, dude. I'd be pretty. I'd be pretty tight. Yeah, Zaylee, I would let her kick my ass. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, K. Murphy, what are your thoughts on uh, the Zia Lee thing? I think it's really interesting and it's really fascinating. And same will. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're all on the Zia Lee train, and Zia Lee has become the the daddy of this uh, of this podcast right now. Oh. One of them. One of the daddies. Uh, Freckle says yes, it's possible, and yes, it, it's done. It's done more regular than I actually knew. So I learned that's, something that's new. That's very scary. <laughs> Would Rookie just turn bronze? Um, so people with darker skin use it not so much to darken their skin, but to enhance their existing skin tone. So it would like blur imperfections, give you more of a glow, that sort of thing. So like your skin tone, but better sort of deal. So I can be a walking Naomi. I can feel my own glow. Yes. Interesting. You'll be so, you'll be blacker. Yeah, which well, is just what I want sometimes. Just just, just uh, you know, make make oh. go extra lengths to avoid the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because now I'll be now I'll be shiny. <laughs> oh, no. It'll be easier to spot. <laughs> at least in daylight. At least in daylight. At nighttime, dude, it'll benefit you. <laughs> is that car driving itself? Fuck, pull it over. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You can't have tinted. Where is he? The fuck? <laughs> it's a self-driving vehicle. Is this a government thing? Hold on. This is a Chevy, not a Tesla. The fuck is this? <laughs> oh man! All right, so we do have some late-breaking news right now. Um, so, so sorry to uh, kind of that's Freckles' thing, but do uh, we, we do know have some who, news. Do we know who shot Johnny Bravo? Was that the news? No, we do not, but we do have some impact news, which is going to oh. go into AEW as well. So, as we're doing the show, it's obviously Tuesday, um, and you know what that means. Uh, but AEW and Impact are still continuing their kind of meshing of worlds. They did have uh, Hard to Kill, which is an Impact um, <laughs> pay-per-view, which was won by uh, AEW and Kenny Omega won the main event, beating the Impact World Champion of Rich Swan. <laughs> of <However>, course. So, <laughs> so what yeah. you mean is what you mean is AEW is completely taking advantage of Impact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's embarrassing. Uh, Wait, man. what? What did I miss? I blanked out. I'm really sorry. Kenny Omega beat Rich Swan on a pay per view main event, an Impact pay per view main event. It was what a, a six man tag, but you know, it was Kenny Omega and. And um, Gallows and Anderson. Is that the picture I saw of him in the Bullet Club shirt this weekend? Yes. Oh, okay. Even though we're not calling himself the Bullet Club right now, we're the elite. Um, again, <laughs> I guess. The elite point out. Super uh, elite. No. The mega elite. No, it was the 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 people that the people that ruined Bullet Club for the rest of the Indies. We'll we'll call them that. 
Um, but on Impact tonight, as reported by, by one of our sources, uh, tonight continued the talent share between Impact and AEW as Matt Hardy and Private Party showed up to Impact uh, for television. They challenged Chris Sabin and Will's favorite James Storm, with the winner being the number one contenders for the Impact tag titles held by the Good Brothers. James Storm uh-huh. is still there. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> well, he had he had a chance to go to WWE and he turned it down. Dude, he was in WWE for a sip of coffee. Not even a cup of coffee, a fucking sip. He was on yeah, NXT, I remember NXT for like NXT, two weeks. He showed up. He showed up and the place went nuts. And he was like, nah, I don't want to be here. What? <laughs> and then Bobby Roo was like, I'll take a spot. Maybe he got a text message <laughs> from the Mets GM. <laughs> he got a selfie. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> you know, that's a foreign woman. <laughs> oh, my God. The Mets are such stress. <laughs> so I love it. Oh, my God. I just oh read something God. on Facebook that just lifted my spirit. Was it? Was it? What? Was it? Did it have to do with a train and the word "ew"? No. Okay, I'll send you that. I'll send you that later then. Thank you. Um, dress warm tomorrow. It's gonna be minus forty-five. Ah, I get ah, it. I get ah, it. very nice. That was good. That was good. I, I, I right. like that. That's cool. Also, That's cool. Facebook is suggesting all these groups about ducks that I should telling me I should join them. Yes, yes. Does Facebook suggest something to do with uh, with the Impact Women's Division? Not no. the Impact, the A- not the AEW Women's Division, because the Impact Knockouts Division is fucking fantastic. Um, I watched this segment with Cody Rhodes going into the doctor's office um, with. Britt Baker. And I have no idea what the hell I watched. What happened in the segment? Well, did you watch the segment as well? Am I going to be the only one that's going to talk about this? Uh, no, I I did. I did see it. And Cody is, didn't say anything. Say a word? Yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was just... It was weird. Reba was weird. Uh, uh, Britt Baker was really funny, though. Because you're just like, oh, your baby's going to get an X figure before I do, you know. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. yeah. Uh, Britt, Baker, Britt Baker is, a, is, a, is a, nice, a nice blend of funny and annoying heel. Um, she has come into her own as a character, much like Bailey. Um, but it was just, it was weird. Because then, you know, Jade came in saying how she's also yeah. a mom. And I thought Brandy came back for a second. But I was like, it wasn't Brandy. It just looked just it like Brandy. Brandy. And it's like, uh, me and Shaq want an opponent. And it's just, they're still doing this? <laughs> it was just Gosh, so... Shaq's not coming back. I feel like it went better in rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, because it was a whole hot mess. And then, like, all these women showed up. I was like, oh, that's where the women's division is? <sighs> So we, I haven't seen half of these women. And their whole women's, that's where they are. They're at the dentist. That's why they're not on TV. <laughs> they're getting their teeth fixed. Oh. And <laughs> Must I've, be really long waits. And I've been in a dentist waiting room, and it took forever. <laughs> Fuck you, dental associates. 
was like two hours in the waiting room every single time. I hated going to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, it was just, oh my God, it was just bad. And then Jade Cargo like almost forgets to hold the mic. Like it's just, it was just really awkward. And then all of a sudden they cut to Britt Baker beating up Thunder Rosa. And then Thunder Rosa is like, I'm going to challenge you uh, at, what is it? They're calling it Beach Break now? It's not even Bash at the Beach. I don't know. It's almost like this segment should have been done with Britt Baker interviewing Jade instead of Cody. Yeah. It's like, Cody, you didn't need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. You just, you just didn't need to be there. You added nothing to this segment. Yeah, it was it was so weird. And, like, it also gives you, like, is Tony Khan running things? Like, what is going on? Because Britt always was like, oh, Tony said I couldn't have Matt. Tony said I couldn't have Matt. But, like, wasn't Cody in charge? Like, who's in charge at this point? It's a booking oh, committee. <laughs> it's, dude, Tony, every time I see Tony Khan, I think it's fucking M. Night Shyamalan. Not going to lie. <laughs> like, what is M. Night Shyamalan doing sitting next to the Young Bucks? Your your hands in the air, K, but nobody can see back because it's a fucking audio podcast. Calm down, relax, relax, take a deep we breath. Have, we have Johnny take. Bravo's assailant. We have found Johnny Bravo's assailant. It's real. Who <laughs> killed Johnny Bravo? Ty Valkyrie. Of course that bitch did. <laughs> of course she did. Wow, I've been joking for so long that the breaking news was going to be Johnny Bravo and it's here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. We found your silence. Beautiful. Kate is so disinterested in AEW and Tony Khan. She needs to figure out who killed Johnny Bravo. And I did. Thank you, Thank you very much. Do the monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they get, uh, they get, they avenge Johnny Bravo's death. Um, and I don't know about you, Will, but uh, is it time to close the inner circle? Is it time to blow that up? Because I feel like they're treading water. Yes, but what would the rest of them do? The only ones I can see is having Santana and Ortiz just be a fucking tag team like yeah. they're supposed to be. I mean, like, there's, there's too much talent there to have them go their separate ways where they almost have to be together because they, they should all be on television, first of all. MJF needs, yes. needs to be on TV every single week. Jericho should probably be on TV every single week. Wardlow's with MJF. Um, Jake Hager might as well just not be there without the inner circle. Uh, LAX could be a tag team for sure. Sammy Guevara would be lost in the shuffle, and that's all of them, right? Like, Sammy, yes. Sammy Guevara would just not longer be relevant. It's like, but I think, I also think Sammy Guevara is someone who should be featured on television pretty frequently. He's funny. This this kid, this kid needs to be, this kid needs to continue developing. This kid needs to be made into a star. A star. You know, like, you gotta look yep. past, you gotta stop holding him down because of the slash thing. I'm not saying that's why he's being held down, but... You, you can't be afraid to push this kid again. Yeah, they, they got to move him past that. And I think in order for him to evolve, he has to go out on his own. Because you can almost make the argument like, oh, he's being protected in the inner circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
You know, he's got to go to his own. He's kind of got to branch his own thing. Because at this point, we just know him as Sammy Guevara, the shit, the shitty, the shitty douche character in the inner circle, which doesn't help him when he had actual real issues as being a shitty douche person. Dude, he was, that's also true. He was in the first match, the first ever AEW televised Dynamite match. He was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although he's a really good heel. That's the thing, though. He is. Yeah, yeah. It, it it he he is a good heel, but that it's they've they've got to they've got to really toe a line with him to see where he can go. I'm and it can, it can work of, out for him. I'm just very bored of the inner circle, like AEW in general. I'm like I'm, I just in general I struggle to watch it. Today I fell asleep while watching AEW, so like, I don't know what the fuck happened. You you you're telling me you fell asleep between for Darby Allen and Brian Cage? I fell asleep. I like turned it on. I was knocked out within like. Five minutes. Wow. Did this match remind me so much of Bam Bam Bigelow versus Spike Dudley in EC in ECW? <laughs> like, because literally, what Bam Bam would do, he would pick up Spike Dudley and just throw him in the crowd all the time. And when Cage just picked <laughs> him up and threw him ten feet through the table, that's just what it reminded me of. I thought this match was fantastic. We, we didn't we didn't get the ending. I thought we were gonna get last week, but um. The same, literally the exact same thing happened. We could have pretty much written it ourselves with fucking Sting. But, yeah. you know, Darby took a beating. And I'm, I'm glad he hung on. Like, AEW to me is still entertaining. Like, you know, Eddie Kingston and Pac was a great match. Um, that was good. The swerve with the Good Brothers coming out instead of the Young Bucks um, was a pretty good. That was confusing to me. Yeah, also to me as well, but it was a pretty good swerve. Um, this Don Callis being in Kenny being a dick. Um, but yeah, that main event, pretty damn excellent. Yeah, it, it was confusing to me. The, the Darby and Cage thing was fine. I just, I'm getting to the point where, like, I want Darby to succeed because I know what Darby can do and I know how entertaining he is. And he's one of the, he looks great um, getting his ass whooped. Yeah, I'll tell you right. He's just one of those people that just looks great getting his like getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, his like when when he like I don't know and maybe it's just because of his like his very petite nature. Um, the, like when he like fires up and tries to beat Cage, like it it just looks ineffective, and it kind of like it 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 doesn't help to suspend the disbelief for me. Um, however, it's just. It's a good match, and then what happens at the end? Sting shows up. The snow, the lights go out. It's Sting! Oh! And it, it takes it what could be a great highlight match for Darby, for me at least. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I am sick of uh, Darby Allen living in the shadow of Sting when, yeah. when he's a champion, and it was supposed to be a big moment for him. And not only, like, now you, make, you, don't, you don't only make Darby Allen an afterthought, you make that title an afterthought. And especially when you just gave the other one to Brody's kid. Yeah. Like, it was, Sting didn't need to save the day. No. No, again, like I said you last know. week, it's it's a lot of, they're rewriting the same segment, just tweaking it oh so ever slightly. Yeah, Darby was doing fine. And, and I think it's a better story if Darby just beats the odds of, you know, of Team Taz yeah. and still beats Cage. It's like, Cage, you are built like a refrigerator quite literally you are the size of a refrigerator and you are yeah, afraid of a 62 year old man with a, with a bad <laughs> neck 
a bad spine and a baseball bat. Yeah, that, that, there's no other words for that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it, 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 that's yeah, that's the problem. And it's just Sting's great, star power's great. I get that. That's awesome. But Sting's not your future. No, he's not intimidating. <laughs> no. He's not intimidating. He looks silly. No, he's not. His his makeup's not even intimidating anymore. His 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 hairline is the most intimidating part about him. And his hair dye. I mean, I love Sting. I'm happy to see Sting. But yeah, it's, it's just, just like it's, his his magic is already bad. worn off. But I don't want to end on a bad note. Let's end on a good note. So let's do match of the week, King of the Night. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right. Um, King of the Night is El Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, match. Yeah. Match. match is Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. Good choice. Yes. That is that is that is my King choice. King of the Night. Oh, uh Randy Orton. L Orton. <laughs> L Orton. Jay Murphy up. Um I was also going to choose Daniel Bryan and Cesaro as my match of the week. And my King of the Night you know, I had a funny answer this morning, and that's gone. Well, you know, it's not Gilbert. Um, it's not Gilbert. I, I was, yeah, I was gonna say it's Gilbert <laughs> because I can't think of anyone else right now. Thanks I mean, for scaring it. me. <laughs> Something's kicked in already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, my match of the week is the MSK debut. Um, with MSK defeating uh, Swerve and Jake Atlas. That was a fantastic match. Very awesome debut. I actually did watch a video on these guys on one of WWE's YouTube pages. They're, uh, it's a pretty great story of what they're doing. I mean, and they're young guys. But they had a they had a very, very impressive and noteworthy debut. So match of the week to them. Uh, my king of the night goes to AJ fucking Styles. That Styles clash on Raw was the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, it was so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, hell, Ricochet's got to be relevant somehow. But yeah, that Styles Clash, I don't I don't think I've seen a better Styles Clash. And you've been watching AJ Styles more than me. Um, will have you, do you know a better version of a Styles Clash that you've ever seen? No. No, that like I was like, oh, that's why Ricochet's in this match. Because literally only <laughs> only Ricochet could have pulled that off because he's so agile and light and fucking Bouncy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like oh my god, it was fucking wild. That's like it's like the that arc that that uh styles clash, Randy Orton's RKO and Seth Rollins of Mania thirty one. Just fantastic moves that you will never, ever see again. Um, but uh, besides that, is there anything else we missed that you want to mention on uh, in wrestling right now? Probably not, right? No. All right. So without further ado, uh, Mr. Tarashaw, can you cue that music? <laughs> Oh, what a what an intro, what, what an outro, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Podcast. 
episode number 231, Burning McNothing. We are burning McNothing all the way into our Rumble of Royalties, one of our annual shows where we will break down next week the entire Royal Rumble that we know of so far. I've been your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. Thank you guys for listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, five star reviews. Listen to us each and every week. Remember to listen to all of your podcasts on Wrestle Addict Radio and follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Addict underscore on Twitter at Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. All of our links are in the description below, including our Patreon and my merchandise as well. Will, are you ready for Rumble of Worlds? What is this, Rumble of Worlds 4 next week? I have, I was singing it the other day, and I can't remember, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I do love the Rumble. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's always exciting. I'm going to order a pizza and some wings, and it's called a day. Kay Murphy. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Wake up, Kay. Wake up. That's the sound. Um, I'm very excited for the Royal Rumble. Um, I have no more brain cells left today, so you can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T H E K A E Murphy. Yes, K is about to pass off from all the drugs that they just took. Uh, so until so, <laughs> keep their eyes for a week. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, K yeah, K is not the cream of the crop right now. K is about no. to fall the bottom of the pan so we're gonna let Kay knock out until next week and when we come back it is all royal rumble all the time next week we're episode 232 the rumble of royalties coming next week and one person that we're gonna automatically eliminate from the rumble is Slack, Slack. correct 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 good night folks This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.